Wen and I want to express our gratitude for every one of our listeners. Thank you for being a part of this podcast and sharing this space with us each week. We are now offering an opportunity to work with Wen or myself individually in a deeper look towards what's true about life and who you really are. If you'd like to know more, email me or Wen for more details. In a three-day dive under the noise, anything is possible. Let's find out. Now on to the podcast. Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to this week's episode of Under the Noise with me, Wynne Morgan, and my wonderful co-host, Kate Roberts. Hello, Kate. Hey, Wynne. Hi, and we are honoured to have our special guest today, Mark Howard. Dr. Mark Howard. Hello, Mark. Good to see you. Hi, Wynne and Kate. Yeah, nice being here. So one question we love to ask our guests, and it does put them on the spot a little bit. I'd love you to introduce yourself to anyone listening, and especially anyone who's never met you or heard your name before. What would you love people to know about you? So, um, well, hello, everyone. Um, Well, professionally, I'm a uh, PhD psychologist and have worked in the field over 40 years now and um, have probably seen um, people people who um, have struggled with anything in life. You know, it's been quite a broad experience with people. And I've had, it's been very rewarding to really help people find their well-being and um, health and really their own wisdom about how to solve their life problems. I've also been married uh, more than those 40 plus years, 50 years now. And I um, attribute being in this marriage in a deep feeling of love and appreciation to the understanding I found, um, you know, 40 years ago around how we function psychologically and where love and understanding really exist. And I have a um, adult son, and uh, he's married. He lives in Los Angeles, California, and I have a two and a half year old grandson, and um, he's coming to visit us. We live by by the by San Francisco, and they're coming up next week, so we're going to spend a week with them. And um, I always love that. Terrific. So I'm going to share something about you, Mark. That when I first was struck by you was at um, the Three Principles Global um, Conference. And this was in late September or early October 2016 in Los Angeles in Westlake, that conference. Yeah, yeah. And in one of the afternoons when we had breakouts and you were, well, we were assigned rooms and I was assigned the room that you were in. And I just remember sitting in this room with 20 other people, and it was you and Barbara Patterson, I think, were at the front of the room. And 
I was in such peace mm. inside. I don't think I could say a word for about 12 hours. I was just floating. And um, how much I enjoyed you know, listening to you in that, in that room. And, um, and then having the honor to really get to know you a bit more in the last few months um, in the Pacific. How beautiful is that? Yeah. I always wondered how they got people in the room. I didn't know they assigned people. So I was, uh, so <laughs> I thought I was the draw, but <laughs> people were assigned. <laughs> uh I, I like the joke, but when that, it's beautiful, uh, it, that's really the feeling. I remember that I really found that feeling in me and with Barb Patterson, and it, it's just wonderful that 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 um, you that that came to you as well. Yeah, and and I've enjoyed getting to know you more, um, really, in the last couple of months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I know we had a very quick chat before we started record to record today. What's in your mind that would be great for, for anyone listening to, to hear today in your mind? I think um, really it's trying to convey the simplicity of our psychological functioning. Uh, it's really complicated uh, you know, or, or maybe even looking at, you know, mental health or well-being, how it, how there's a simplicity in discovering that. And, um, and it, it, it's really complicated in the popular culture of, of the field. Um, but really what I've seen recently in listening to the, the person I learned this understanding from, Sidney Banks, who had this experience that has now um, been being shared worldwide and in a lot of uh, mental health fields. But really to see that, um, that, um, uh, that, that how we experience uh, our moment-to-moment -moment life the experiences that we might have that uh, are like greed or envy or jealousy or desire or joy or, or uh, humor are all really originating from the way we use this uh, wonderful gift we're given to think. And, um, and to really see it just really that simple. The experiences we're having are really the, the result of how we are engaging the thinking that comes through our minds. And um, I don't mean it in a way that um, you look at your thinking, but that you become more reflective about the power you have to think, that you really have this ability when, as, as soon as you're born to think and, and really to know your life. And the way you know your life is through thought. And so I just saw how simple that is really that each moment we're just creating an experience through the way we use this uh, power of, of thought. And, um, and I find that helpful when I wake up to it 
and when other people wake up to it, to really move us to look within ourselves um, for the understanding we want to find, um, to look at life through the lens of understanding, goodwill, our own well-being, and happiness. And, and so understanding that we're creating an experience from thought has us look within. And that really saved me when I first saw this, because I think like all of us, until you really see the nature of your own thinking and realize it to be the creator of your experience, um, I'm blaming my experience on everything that's happening to me. So um, my job, uh, my uh, relationships, even my car was the victim of being blamed for, you know, my stressful thinking or my um, upsets and even my good feelings. So, you know, when you look at even good feelings being the result of people in your life or somebody treating you nicely or things like that, it kind of, uh, you kind of get dependent on making sure people are a certain way. So, once I was, once I had a realization to look within to the way I'm engaging thinking, I got more freedom from having to have my circumstances just right. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued about how your car became the victim, about that story. How my what? Your car seemed to be the victim of your. Well, well, you know, uh, if it didn't work right, (laughs) I was upset the whole day or I not so much frantic. I not so much upset. I was frantic, stressed out, you know. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But it also was, uh, um, you know, the reason for me sometimes to be happy. Right. Oh, look at this beautiful car. Not that I, not that you couldn't like things around you, but I was giving them all the power for my uh, feelings and, uh, and, and thoughts. You know, what, what struck me bizarrely just as a random thought that came into my head was a scene from the TV show, Faulty Towers. So John Cleese, who used to be one of the four people in Monty Python, after Monty Python disbanded, and he he did a sitcom called Faulty Towers about this um, hotel manager, a very highly strung hotel manager called Basil Faulty that John Cleese was playing. And in one scene, he got so cross at his car that he got a branch off a tree and started hitting the car because the, the car was the fault for his exasperation. Yeah. So I kind of knew it wouldn't be that extent, but that's what just came into my mind. <laughs> well, you, you know, if you look at that in terms of my just sharing today, the, that sense of simplicity that um, to me, it is constantly evolving. You could see the power of thought to get that amped up. You know, if you keep engaging 
frustrations with something or someone, you could get that amped up and reactive. You know, we have it out here in the States, um, in the United States, we have road rage, you know, and probably all every, everywhere they have major highways and traffic, but that's just amped up. It just started with a simple frustrating thought about your car. And if you keep engaging it, once again, the simplicity, if you keep looking at it that way, you're going to get more intense. And so I could see that, you know, I didn't get as far as ruining the car, you know, I uh, thankfully had enough common sense to stop, even though I may have had a thought to take a hammer to it. Uh, I had the common sense to stop. <laughs> you know, Mark, I love what you said, though, about when you're seeing how things work, you don't necessarily need the outside to be a certain way. And when you don't need that, it seems like it would free up so much space just in your, you know, mental space, space in your life for something new when you don't need things to be a certain way. You're not trying to control them or push up against them. It would seem that there was a lot of space created there. Oh, I think that's really true. And and the space then is filled with... Um, beautiful feelings you know it's it's filled with the feelings that that are really within deeply within us uh, so when you um, can settle down um, having to control your circumstances or other people and the space you know that opens up is to me what I would call your true nature these, you just start to find more positive feelings. You don't need to practice positive thinking to have positive feelings. Kate, what you're bringing up is you. the minute you can gain freedom from thinking so much about your outside circumstances getting so right, that is an occupying space in your mind. You immediately get filled with beautiful feelings what you're looking for, actually. And I mean, that's kind of like, a, a, for a lot of people, a paradox, because they've been looking for nice feelings with getting those circumstances just right, you know. But then, it, but then to, you know, see that it has nothing, it has all to do with quieting down your thinking about all of that, that they're right there naturally for you. Um, that really um, gave me a deep feeling of awe and wonder about our nature. Um, to see that all these beautiful feelings show up um, the minute we stop controlling our circumstances. And I think people control their circumstances because they're looking for a good feeling. <laughs> you know and you know the paradox is it's there it's it's been there the whole time <laughs> you know 
it's been there the whole time were it not for your thinking. Right. <laughs> yeah. Can I share a story? Please. Yeah. So I spent some time, not a lot of personal time, but some time with, as I mentioned earlier, Sydney Banks, who had this beautiful epiphany around the nature of life and our own true nature and sort of what he might call the spiritual nature of life, but really just seeing that there's more, more to life than um, what we've learned to think. And we were meeting with him as a small group. And at that time in North America, there was all this, um, all these programs developed develop to teach young children self-esteem. It looked like to um, uh, many educators that if children could be in self-esteem, that would be a good thing. And that is true. Uh, but again, looking like uh, looking from the uh, understanding that it comes from the outside, there were a lot of programs to try to uh, form self-esteem in children. So we talked about that with Sidney Banks, and he just all of a sudden said, "Wait a minute, you already have self-esteem." I'm kind of slowing it down. He said it faster, but he said, "You already have self-esteem." were it not for your silly beliefs. So, you know, Kate, we're kind of back to another angle on what you shared, that he wasn't denigrating our beliefs. He was trying to see, uh, help us see not to hold our beliefs so seriously. And that without our um, engaging those beliefs, we'd have self-esteem. Back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago, these beautiful feelings are there uh, for you as you settle down. You're thinking about getting your circumstances right. But isn't that powerful to see? I mean, that just hit me. Like, I couldn't really live that at the time I heard that, but I knew it was true. And it set my sights on looking for those feelings in me rather than following my beliefs about it. But isn't that awesome? I mean, isn't that really, I mean, it's, it's really simple on one level to just see you already have these beautiful feelings. You don't have to, you know, take a three-day workshop on self-esteem. Isn't that something? And that says something, too, about this understanding. Say, if you compared it with other ways of looking at it, you know, all the different writers and books and of spirituality and everything is, I mean, that's one of the things that I've always loved about the principles is its simplicity. It takes something that can be very complicated but it simplifies our experience in a way that honestly, that feels like truth. Mm -hmm. It feels like a truth that we've known when we were younger and we just got more caught up and caught up and, but it speaks to a truth that I think we all know to some, at, at some level. And I think that's what 
people, when they hear about the principles, it, it speaks to that and people settle down. At least that's my experience of it. It was just so simple. And of course my mind's like, it can't be that simple. <laughs> but it, yeah, that's, that's what I've seen about it. And even to your yeah. point about teenagers and... You know, I have a teenager and I, I taught high school for um, almost 15 years. Mm-hmm. And I found that in all of my interactions with teenagers, the one thing that I kind of felt like seems to help more than any other is when they realize that it's temporary. That all the stuff that's happening to them, all the stuff they're caught up in, they can go with it and take off and get more caught up and they could and they do we all do but something about when young people realize that the ups and downs that they're constantly feeling that their noise is so loud and they realize that it's temporary and they don't need to do anything about it that there's nothing to do about it it seems to settle down for them And it's, you know, also a good reminder for me when I'm caught up that it's temporary and that I will come back to my own well-being. Mark, you talk about engaging, like as we're engaging our thoughts. If Mm. someone came to you and said, Mark, I don't know how to not engage. You know, it feels really real. My beliefs are showing up around this, like, how would you, I guess, what would you say to somebody who doesn't understand about that engaging thought or how to stop engaging it? Um, well, when people, uh, so I think when people begin to ask that question, like you said earlier, they, the truth of it, they, they touched the truth of it. They saw the truth of it. So they're trying to find how do I make, how do I get there given the way I think about things, right? So the way I think about things is help me change my thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I help people see that really it's about an understanding taking place that there must be a realization about the nature of their thinking. They have to see it at a level of of a source of learning we all have, is to learn through insight or through realizing knowledge rather than taking in knowledge. So I, I usually have a conversation to help them see that we can keep talking and they will find a under an understanding once that occurs they get their own freedom of thought they get to see they could think any way they want to so it's not really about uh, looking at talking to people about changing their thinking my goodness Early on in my work, uh, that's all I did was share with people ways to change their thinking. Now, 
what I found from that, some people would find something in that that was helpful. Some people would practice my strategy three days and give up on it. And, you know, so it, it really didn't have a lasting effect. But when people realize what you what we're speaking to today for themselves, they saw it their way. Um, um, they get again, they get a a way to see it beyond their conditioned way of thinking, beyond the thinking they're trying to change. It changes automatically. So I've had people say to me, they, they'll, uh, I'm sharing and all of a sudden they'll say, wow, I just saw that. I just saw that I, I give my attention to every thought that comes into my mind. I, I hadn't noticed that before. I'm looking at every thought that comes into my mind. And I just realized with what we were talking about, I don't have to do that anymore. Mm. So it's quite natural for people to use, to realize uh, what we're pointing to here today for themselves and then find a way to think beyond it. Hmm. And isn't it, um, see, where that is that understanding is coming from that way of being of service to people is coming from is again, um, developing my own, finding my own insights into the fact that every human being has within them already a way of understanding the nature of life. They already have within them um, the knowledge about um, their own psychological functioning in their own way. So I already know um, there's a source of wisdom you might want to call within all of us. And if I could guide people to listen to that, um, they would find their own way to handle their thinking. And you're right, you know, Children know, children don't even have to know this. They do it already. They're, they drop their thinking. They drop their thinking all day long. You know, I was just, uh, we FaceTime with my grandson. So he's always loved talking to us. He calls us Papa and Nani. But lately, uh, my son will say, uh, well, come and say hello to Nani and Papa. No, I don't want to. And he runs around the house. No, 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 no. And so, and, you know, I'm talking to my son. So there's there's my our, our grandson. And, no, I don't want to. No, I don't want to. No, 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 no. And then we come to say goodbye. He goes, I want to say goodbye to Nani and Papa. So he dropped automatically, just dropped. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, now I want to go say goodbye. You see, he changed his thinking in a heartbeat. So, um, so we just get, I guess we just get innocently because it happens to all human beings. And that's the understanding that helps us in our relationships. All human beings have innocently learned um, to uh, respect their thinking, 
you know? And so they spend more time with disturbing thoughts. Uh, and along the way, you know, they, these disturbing thoughts have gained, gained a truth value. So they think it's true. So, but that's just what happens, as, as you were mentioning, Kate. But once people start to wake up to that, realize what's going on, they could do like your what you've noticed about these teenagers, you know? They could find something that happens within them so they remember once again, oh, I could just let this alone and it'll pass. So there's the saving grace of this understanding coming to bear that helps people come back to um, being, finding the, the um, ability to let their thinking go. You know, one thing, Mark, and Kate, you brought it up as well today is, and it's what you started with, Mark, about the simplicity of this. And what, what I hear as well is that when someone sees that it might be this simple is that they will resist it because it's that simple. Like, well, it, you know, I think one of you said earlier on, it can't be that simple. And then there's a an internal thought storm that can go off in someone's head about it. it is it's this simple no it can't be that simple yeah how do you point that out to somebody that maybe it might be that simple after all well when uh two things i don't want to lose what you just said at the end there but i i want you to, you know if it, i attended most of sydney bank's um seminars that he gave to the public mm. and they're now available uh, free for the public to view, uh, three of them, three of his public seminars. And you could see on some of those, you say, it's that simple. I've been saying the same thing for 26 years. It's that simple. Like, like, why aren't you getting it yet? Why do, why do I have to do another seminar? It's just human nature to complicate, to not, without a realization of where our experience comes from. We're caught in, there's got to be more to this than, than, than simply realizing I, these are just my think, this is just my thinking. There, and once people get into that place, they've got all of the evidence from the past. So that cements it in. But when I would just, I would just have a dialogue of what you just ended with. Um, and I now I did forget the words you said, but, um, you know, uh, at times I would say, well, what would it, what would, what could we talk about together that you could see that it is this simple? So when I'm talking with people about this, um, it's kind of like a partnership of discovery. Mm. Um so I know it seems difficult for people to feel it is simple in the way that um, the experience they're having is being created by thought uh, without judgments or just seeing the truth of that. So uh, I'll invite people to talk with me. So together we could find a way to 
help them have an understanding that moves them more to see the simplicity. So I've listened to Sidney Banks 40 years and um, uh, watching this video in order to just get a sense of what I'm going to share to this, to the group of practitioners, all of a sudden I saw the simplicity deeper. You see, so we're always evolving our understanding, but to help people at the very beginning of introducing um, uh, the truth of where our experience comes from, I'll invite people to see, well, there's some way, I know there's some way you and I can talk about this together uh, that will help you see it deeper with more simplicity. Let's keep talking and see if we could find a way. And when we do, see, we're, so when we do that together, mm. something will occur to me or something will occur to the client. Um, because there's a, we're not looking at this topic today, but because there's a wisdom at work that's kind of guiding both of us to see a truth. And I just know that to be true, and I have faith in that. So um, I don't know where we would go in a discussion, but I know that we would keep looking at this together until one of us sees something that could be helpful. Now, that's different work with people than I used to do when I was trained traditionally, when I was the so-called expert. <laughs> you know, uh, now I'm just along with you. I'm just as human as you are. And, and sometimes in, in saying, let's just talk about it together and see where to go. I'm really saying, I don't know yet how to share this with you. But if we keep talking, we'll find something. And that's beautiful to see that we could go on a journey together for dis and discover. It's really a process of discovery. And that's exciting. I remember, uh, I'm pretty sure I heard a recording of this or I was on a webinar with you. I'm going back maybe 10 years. And you said, well, my job is to exchange notes with someone of how we think life works. Oh. <laughs> I might have paraphrased it slightly differently than, than you actually might have said it, but it was just about comparing notes to how life looks to us, as opposed to one being the expert and one being the, the student. Yeah. I, I remember that vividly and how helpful that's been to me yeah. for quite a long time now. The piece, I think the, the piece for that is um, truly knowing to some level, sitting with the fact that um, this human being and any human being in your life, anybody in your life, uh, has a wisdom for their life. Not for you assuming how their life should be, <laughs> you know, but they're knowing that they have a wisdom that they could touch it through pointing them to how they work psychologically. Uh, that wisdom will guide them for their life, their way, their way. 
Um, and so, so that's why we're just sitting in the ease of that. Hey, this is what I've seen. What do you think of that? Um, um, or someone saying, I, I really need for you to tell me how to change my thinking. How do I, you got an exercise for me to help them see, uh, well, wait, let's look. That's, to me, um, it's about this understanding. Let's look at that together. What, what would that mean for you? Um, so, but, the, but the, the beauty of it, the truth of it is um, that you don't want to assume. The reason you're not an expert, let's say, I said you're not an expert, is an expert assumes the direction at which you should be sharing with people. Some, you have some assumptions of what they need. But what we're really looking at is we really know that if a human being can find a realization and insight from their own wisdom, which is where it comes, they'll be guided their way. So that's why it's just exchanging notes, you know, in a way, just having this dialogue of discovery. Isn't that something, though, to really sit knowing that and have faith in that and keep yourself coming back to that? But that's really the truth I found. And when you speak to people from that understanding, they will hear it and you'll be surprised at what they come up with. I mean, there are times people came up with their own realizations about how to take care of a relationship or a job issue or their own how to certainty about life, you know, their own getting beyond their self-doubts, way beyond anything I could have come up with, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that's where that came from, sitting in that understanding. I love that. Not such a... I think that's such a different conversation, you know, than maybe when you first got started in psychology is that when you get to sit with somebody that has that kind of faith in their own wisdom and, and in the wisdom and the person that you're speaking with and who is comfortable not knowing, like that's incredible. So when you sit with someone and you're like, you know, I have no idea, but I know if we look in this direction, mm. we'll see something about any topic that might happen in someone's life. I just, I love that conversation. Yes, and I've um, mentored and supervised a lot of mental health practitioners, and me too. They had to get past the insecurity of being in a space of not knowing. Now, the other piece to that is you, too, if you're called on to be of help in, in your particular profession, education, coaching, health practice, you have wisdom, too, guiding you. So sitting and not knowing um, um, uh, is easier 
the more you really know or have faith that you'll see something. <laughs> you know, you know, and so, uh, and that is so different from how I, you know, was trained. And like, that was like 40 plus years ago now that I was doing traditional work. But I think I shared it when at the, at the training that um, when I really was touched and really had a realization that I would call now the true nature of our psychological function. But I just saw one little thing at that moment, 40 years ago, listening to Sydney Banks. When I went back to my clinic, I was working there as a psychologist, staff psychologist in a psychiatric department. I really told all of my uh, clients that I saw that day, I can't do what we used to do because I knew all they needed to do was see the, now I didn't see it this way then. Now I'm telling you from looking back, all they needed to do was see that the simplicity of what was creating their experience, they were coming to me to get help with. So, so I, I introduced that with people, and but everyone wanted to hear um, something new. What, what I had seen. So that first person who was working on, with me on anger towards her mother, we were now talking about, well, can you see where anger comes from? Well, be, can you see that it's coming from whatever words I used? I forgot what they were now, but something like... Um, Thought creates your feelings. Your feelings of anger, they're just made up. They're just your way of thinking, you know? <laughs> so, but people loved it. And Kate, I think it goes back to something you said earlier. I think people hear the truth of it. Mm. Like I was speaking to people from a deeper truth than my traditional training. So they listened. Mm -hmm. Wow, we're covering a lot together today. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know we would get into all these topics. It's wonderful, wonderful feeling. I'm impressed at the amount of ground we've covered. Me too. That's always um, a joy to listen as to how many areas, even if you and I are having kind of just conversations about football or brisket, how that easily then like molds into lots of other things. And yeah, it's been a joy, Mark, as always. And I think the, the last few minutes of what you just shared then regarding your before and after and helping people, I'll never get tired of hearing that, of seeing the difference, because it feels fresh every time I hear it. Well, you know, um, it was so astounding that when I go back to the feeling of it, it's fresh again. It's it's like, you know, it's not, it's not like just sharing a story. It's sharing the truth of the matter of a human being, me, no one special, waking up to seeing the truth of how we work psychologically 
seeing the truth of where feelings come from. And um, that's never stale. <laughs> you know, that's never, you know, because here I was in my training, I honored all these feelings and get got people to explore feelings. And uh, I have nothing against people having feelings. But to be able to share with people what creates them so they gain a way to get freedom to think any way they want. That's what I found that evening and listening to Sydney Banks. And so, you know, when, when I share it, it's just, I get back to the feeling of the truth of the matter. And it really does speak to a knowing that everyone has. That's why I think, and we've talked about this when and I on the podcast is that oftentimes the words don't end up mattering because we're speaking to something that people inherently understand, even if they don't know that they do. They do. They know it from a different place. Isn't that a, a wonderful understanding to have as you go into life, you know, like the people in your in relationship with you, the people in your love relationships have have the same, they're the same energy as you. They're the same wisdom as you, and they're you they're using thought their way. That's all that's going on, you know, and to to see that and to, you know, um, look to that in human beings, in people that are close to you, to just look there rather than in, their, in the ways that they have with you. It deepens the relationship. Mm. Thanks, Mark. Thank you so much, Mark. Well, th this has been a pleasure. Oh, my goodness. You're going to cut this for sure. Um, <laughs> Not now. We'll keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a pleasure. Oh, my goodness. The feeling in the two of you. And it's just been great to connect. Mm. Um, I just love being here. And thank you for inviting me. This is just wonderful. Mm, thank you. And thanks, Wen. Thank you, Kate. You've been listening to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts. I'm here with Wen Morgan and our special guest today, Mark Howard. Hope you have a wonderful week. If you have any questions or comments or suggestions for topics, please reach out. Our details follow the podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.